Guys, I am so excited about our guest today. Many of you know her as the wife of the world's handsomest man. My wife. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> total. Total dark. <laughs> and also my favorite person. I love you. I love Thanks you Thanks for too. coming on. I'm like wired in, although I should lean forward and hug yes, you. Yes, I know, me too. Some microphone might pop out. Um, so my bride is here to share her story with you. And um, sometimes when we talk together, I'm a professional public speaker and I can be a little overpowering. Right? Indeed. Yeah. It has happened. <laughs> it has, like, it's I watched memorable. a video of us that was honestly embarrassing. <laughs> I'm like, as soon as you got in the pulpit, like, my adrenaline's up. And like, I want to yep. shut up a lot today because uh, Natalie has an incredible story and I want to make sure you hear it. Um, the story of her healing uh, from sexual abuse, of her um, coming to profound faith and new life in Jesus. So thanks for being here for this. Two scriptures come to mind before, I, before we kick off our convo. Uh, one is we know that in, that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Another translation is that everything works together for the good of those who love him, uh, which means everything. And I think everything means everything. <laughs> everything in your life, every pain you've been through, even every sin you've committed, your past, your present, your future. When you love God, He transforms your story. And He makes everything you've been through or done, good, bad, and ugly, all work together for your good. Because He's more powerful than anything bad that happened to you or anything bad you ever did. And I, I told Natalie that I was going to kick off with that scripture. And she said, oh, do this one too. So that, that one was, was Romans 8, 28. And this one's 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. Don't you have chills? I'm about to cry, actually. So I, <laughs> that's how I started my testimony the weekend, <laughs> crying immediately. She gave a talk at a women's retreat this weekend and was, was immediately crying before she talked. Yeah. I was going to have you read that, but I thought you won't make it through that one. Probably not, but there'll be several other times to... No, I, I, I love your story. Um, that's one of the reasons I fell in love with you, is just to see the grace of God uh, working in your life and how Amen. your soul received it and was open to it. Amen. Uh, so I just want to open the, open the floor to you. Okay. And not over, <laughs> not, uh, you know, not crowd you out with, 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 too, with too many questions or okay. anything. But I, wanna, I want you to share your story, Natty which is incredibly beautiful. Okay. Uh, and, and also, uh, you can text in your question, 720-650-0100. Yeah, tell us, tell us at the start, because I know, I know God made a lot of things work together for your good, including abuse. Uh, so one I want to hear the whole... One thing that I thought of as you read that first scripture was... Say it again. For uh, those who love the Lord... Everything works together for, right. our, for our good. God makes all things one work together for our good. One of the things I thought of was, you know, that might that scripture might come across that if you you love God first, then He will bless you, mm. and that's not my story. Mm. My story is God pursued me and loved me first. Yeah. 
And then <laughs> I had the courage to change. Yeah. It's, um, it was the gospel yesterday. Yeah. He loved the adultery, adulterous the woman, woman adultery. Yeah. Yeah. first. And then the last thing he said was, now go. And yes. sin no more. I'll tell you the beauty. Once she started to love the Lord, that, that folded the past in around this new story. It was all yeah. sucked up into this new love story. Amen. I would not be who I am today without the abuse. And I know that now beyond a shadow of a doubt. So, story. Yeah, yeah, it's your story. Uh, I guess I don't remember much before eight years old because mm. I think because it was just good and normal and nothing, just, nothing bad stood out. It was a lovely, lovely childhood. I have two older brothers, and my parents were together. Uh, they got divorced when I was eight, mm. and my brothers found my dad's Playboy subscription. So I was exposed to porn at eight, and uh, I think that worked to desensitize me. Mm. When I was 11... And, and that in itself is, oh yeah. is abusive. I mean, we could stop and talk about that, but there's Seriously, more. Seriously, right? I mean, there's... Um... People don't understand how abusive that is to to then see that your dad objectifies women because he's left these oh, magazines yeah. around the house. I mean, um, my, that I was robbed of innocence from the moment yeah, that happened. Yeah. You know, and I, and I yeah, obviously not meaning to. Well, anybody who knows what yeah, I love your dad too. But anyone who knows where the world is at knows this is yeah. most people, and they and most people have no idea that this is even harmful. Oh, totally. In the mind of a child. Right. Um, well, any, for anyone, obviously. But, yeah. But yeah. especially one whose brain is still forming and is yeah. supposed to be sitting on dad's lap receiving, right, receiving, right, receiving, right. you know, goodness. So uh, the most eventful thing, though, that shaped the rest of my life was that I was abused, sexually abused, when I was 11 by my brother's friend who was staying the night at the house. So this was a trusted person. And um, I was violated, you know, and my life changed forever. And, uh, but the part that is the most horrible and, and, and the most poignant, though, in, in the retelling of this is that my family knew about it and yeah. they did nothing. And when I say nothing, I mean silence. Yeah. Like I, it was as if it didn't happen. I, I found out yeah. later that they knew about it. I think this is an era um, where most people did nothing. I mean, again, this is your, your, we love your family too, but this is this oh, is I adore an era, my family, right? This is an era where most people, uh, when they when they were faced with the reality of a sex abuse happening, and this is this is why this church scandal got where it did. People didn't do anything. Right. It was That's an era right. where like Absolutely. this is, you don't talk about this. You brush it under the carpet. You move you, on. Yeah. You just suck it up. Yeah, that's right, right. And I think that's why so many people have a story like yours, that this thing right. covered in shame and secrecy and silence. And, and I, I mean, for the, at the risk of not remembering this later, I wanted to say I am still shocked at how few people approached me after the retreat to say, that's my experience too. Right. Whereas you know it was a quarter. There are 100 women there. Yeah, you know There's no way that the one who came up to me Yep. and said, I have that same experience. There's no way she was the only one. Yeah, 100% not, not the case. Yeah. Um, so you said this changed your life so forever. What, it changed my life forever do? because my family not responding in any way, not showing me, oh my gosh, this was a horrific thing. You need this. We need to protect you. We need to 
have justice, you know. Press charges, um, whatever. Press, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, I retreated inward. I, I became powerless, voiceless. Uh, I wasn't safe anymore. Um, and I was alone and responsible for my own safety, my own comfort, my own, I mean, I, I really felt through therapy, I've been able to kind of re, like feel that again. Yeah, I, totally. I, I was self-reliant, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, to, in order to protect my heart that had retreated inward, I created a, a shell. Mm. So what was visible about me was black makeup, immodest clothing, um, the willingness to do anything, mm. so a fearlessness. I was also impenetrable. I couldn't be hurt. I can go, you know, doesn't matter. I can go with the flow. I can hang out, experience anything. Someone who met you might say, she's so tough. Absolutely. And smoked cigarettes and yep. you know and um and my solace then was drugs pot and alcohol yeah i did not know the lord i grew up with my mom was kind of experiencing her reversion when mm. i was a child so i didn't grow up with an in you know a, a super strong faith-filled mm. witness from infancy it mm. it was something that she was developing as um, as I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. So, uh, my faith was our father, Hail Mary, glory be every night. And, um, those little threads, there were something. Oh, they are. Right. Oh, they are. As you, I will. See. It is amazing. Cause like, if you hadn't have had that, there would literally be no tether to spiritual reality. Well, and, and my mom was experiencing a reversion yeah. and that was, that was powerful. Yeah though it was a little late, you know what I mean? Right, right. And my parents were divorced and... Yeah. Um, so here you are, hardened, uh, went off to school, to college. Well, yeah, that hardness continued all the way through high school. And when I got to college, I thought, I'm going to go nuts. Because I wanted to. Like, I wanted to cut loose and experience the world. But really what was going on was... I mean, really deep down was that I was searching, mm. right? But of course, partying as hard as I did, I fell in fast into a depression. UC I mean, Santa Cruz. UC Santa where, Cruz. Come on, hippie right. mecca. This is uh, Northern California. And other you chose than that because you wanted to keep going there. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, yeah. kind of fudged it with my mom. Like, yeah, it's really gorgeous, yeah. Redwoods. I'll learn. You know? I'll learn a lot there. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Whatever really I did, I just told her. System there. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I want to make this decision for the first time. And I was only 17, and now I'm suddenly alone, partying very hard, cut off from all support. And so I fell into that depression. And I called my mom about February of that freshman year and said, I don't believe in Jesus anymore. I don't know how, I don't remember the context, but I remember you, saying you that. Did you tell her specifically Jesus or I don't yep. believe in God anymore? No, nope. right. That, then it was Jesus. Okay. And... Um, you lost faith I mean, in God eventually. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. So then, the, um, then, the, then the one tether, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, those, you stopped praying that those prayers. Oh yeah. And then we have, poi poo. <laughs> right, right, right. But so I dropped out of college. Yeah. 
and uh, other other than partying, which was a solace, yeah. the only time I felt and therefore felt alive was through the experience of beauty, mm. whether that was music or the ocean, you know, something visually mm. beautiful. And so being so lost, I thought I need to go somewhere where I can just be surrounded by this because mm. I don't know what else to do like mm. with my life. I literally, you know, push me off a cliff or, you know what I mean? Like there, yeah. I have zero direction. Yeah. So I saved up money and went to uh, the island of Kauai. And uh, the problem with being there and surrounded, being surrounded by all this beauty was that it was all out there. And nothing was making it inside my heart. And it wasn't penetrating, and I, I didn't know how to connect with it. It wasn't enough. I mean, right? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. it magnified my loneliness. It made me feel mm. just... I was tottering on despair at this point because I... And yeah, you know what? You're right. I forget when I actually... The moment when I... That's why you asked that question about yeah. losing faith in God altogether. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I try to pull back the memory, but anyway, <laughs> at this lot. point, I know that I was, there was no God in my life yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. So I, this... I love the moment of your conversion. <laughs> I know, the, I mean, mo I, the I've moment. I've heard many conversion stories, and I love the moment where, you, where your faith in God returned. It's yeah. gorgeous. Anyways, yeah. go ahead, sorry. So, no, it's all right. Thank you. Yeah, I love you. I love just hearing this. I, I, I can hear it a million times. So You're so sweet. Your <laughs> eyes are sparkly right now. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't deprive them of your sparkling blue eyes. Anyway. <laughs> I, just, I just heard a gag in the studio. Through my ear. <laughs> Love you. That's, that's why I pursued him. Anyway. Um, so I was sitting on yeah. South Shore in Poipu on the yeah. beach. We've been since. Yeah. I've showed him it's, this it's spot. It's one of a pilgrimage spot for us to beauty. <sighs> yeah. 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 Don't. I mean, we can go there too. Yeah. But, um, and I was not sober. I was under the influence, yeah. and I was looking out at this... Stoned, specifically, yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was looking out at perfection on the planet, yeah. you know, in terms of... I like how you had your hands butt toward me. Oh, <laughs> right, right. Well, I, yeah, <laughs> if you had been there, there, it would have been... I wasn't there. Okay. It was poi food. That's it was right. the beach. That's it right. was the, the scene, it was, the waves. Yeah, it was the scene. It was, they, the waves were were curling off of this rocky point oh, and they yeah. were green because the moon was right there. Mm. And you know, the night sky is full of stars, probably close to the meteor shower in August every year. Um, and I'm beholding mm. the scene and in my, in my non-sober state of mind, I just said, thank you. Mm. I got chills. I've heard this a hundred times, I got chills. The words just fell. They literally fell without thought. Yeah. But. I caught myself. Was that a panic moment when you caught yourself? No, there was actually a... a Acceptance? Th no, there was hope. But a glimmer. Ooh. There was a glimmer only. And I sat there and I thought, uh, well, you know, I really was questioning myself. What was that? What was that? Who am I thanking? Who am I thanking? I gave I, I've up. heard it said that the most miserable moment for an atheist is when he wants to thank someone and there's no one, to, no one to thank. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> That's so cool if I had known that in that moment. But um, I just, yeah. I, I wanted the truth when I found it mm. to be sublime and, and be able mm. to 
hold all the beauty of the universe that I intuited mm. was out there. Mm. And I realized in that moment that, hey, it was literally something I reasoned that mm. if that scene is a gift to me, a personal, intimate gift, that is incredibly sublime. Mm. And so my will was definitely involved in this. I wanted I wanted to, to re-accept, yeah, I wanted, wanted something, hope. I was, yes. There's no hope without faith. I was faith. despairing. Yeah, there's no hope without faith. So I, so your I faith in God cautiously, I cautiously beauty. said, okay, I can do this. There's, there's a higher power, there's a God. Mm. Okay, so from there back to Jesus. From there back to Jesus uh, was my mom, my mom's prayers. Praise God for uh, your mom. Coerced religious experiences, which you love. Uh, I love coerced religious experiences for, for, for young people. Yeah, yeah. Your I mom, wasn't your, a kid anymore, right, but, you but, but I was. I mean, I was eighteen. Yeah. Or nineteen. And your mom was still paying for everything in your life, so. Pretty much. She, yeah. I mean, I was working too. But she but, was inviting persistently. She wasn't forcing. She got you to go on a correct. retreat. Right. With the Carmelite Sisters of the Sacred Heart of Los Angeles. That's right. In the spring of '93, mm. and it was a silent retreat, and, um. It was amazing, and I was outside smoking my cigarette one night. Yeah, s very sad too. You know, I just didn't like. This wasn't mine yet. It yeah. wasn't. I was still alienated, and Jesus came to me. Mm. Looking at you always makes me cry too. <laughs> Jesus came to me yeah. and held out his hand and invited me home. I mean, it was borderline a vision. I mean, wow. it was, and yet I couldn't take his hand because. Specifically, I knew I cannot change my life. Wow! I can't change my life. It's, it's my protection. This is this is uh, that's true. This is a part of your, your your good upbringing. Yeah. Um, you, you would you know you go to mass but not receive communion. There was the lack of compromise forces you to look. Well, at the I wasn't divide. even going to mass anymore. But right, right. But when I did, like with my mom, I would never receive. Yes. Yeah. So you had all these comforts that you needed. So you thought to cope with. The That's abuse right. that you didn't even know you had. That's right. Because like your family around you, you didn't even process it as abuse. That's right. Still did not know I had been abused at this point. Man. But I knew, I knew what God required but, of yeah. me. Yeah. And at that time, it just felt like rules or, you know. Yeah. And I couldn't let go of my, protect, my protection, mm. you know, my behavior. So next event that my mom got me to go on. I went, I went home and, you know. Whatever. Kept, yeah. kept partying. I was living in San Diego by the beach. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, so you had this, but I was this still sense searching. of Jesus, but the lifestyle wasn't fitting it. Yeah. 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 And I, I ignored it. La, la, la. <gasps> the reading this morning, the two uh, elders and trying to rape Susanna, mm. the beginning of the reading, it says something about they drown their consciences. Ooh. And they wouldn't look up to heaven. Oh, yeah, was, ow. Yeah, total Dang, ow. We, start, we start every day with reading the Word of God. So, wow. Yeah. That's profound. And, okay. uh, so then, so you got this one retreat. So I, I thought of that. I thought I didn't look to, I, yeah. you know, I couldn't look. So then oh. I went to World Youth Day, Denver 93. You were actually there, which is really cool to think of. We didn't know I, each other, of I course, know. So many people were there who had conversion experiences. I man. know. And yeah, JP too. Heard his voice. Heard his voice. It... His words. Hold on, you were there too cool for school though, right? Oh. <laughs> oh. I, I, it's embarrassing. Like, I thought I was. She was the kid in your youth group yeah. who you couldn't stand. Yeah. Because <laughs> she was too cool for the youth group and she I, let them know it. I was right? on a bus with a bunch of singing Christians and I was just like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is hell. I literally put my, I, I went under the seats. 
to lay down to and hide. just kind of yeah. Okay, so how did the how did the Lord on the floor under the how did the Lord break through that person? Is it literally hearing John Paul II's voice just crack through? That was a big crack. That was a really big crack. Mm. I mean, anyone who lived during during JP two knows. Mm. It's, and certainly ev anyone who experienced him live mm. and hearing him say, <laughs> yeah, young, young people. Pe yeah, I can't handle it. And be not afraid. That was his big thing. It was just yeah. like, oh my gosh, yeah. that, that was, oh, and remember we found, I was writing a journal. Oh, your journal blew me away. And just like, I, feel, I feel like I'm falling in love with Jesus. Again. I wrote those words yeah. on that day. Found him like 10 years ago in the garage. Yeah, we yeah. Were going I, I, so the Lord just called you. I and mean, here's where all things work out for the good for those who love and serve him. This is your redemption story. And there's a depth of love you have for Jesus that I've always seen in you with our kids loving you that's there because you were broken, because he yeah. called you forth from that tomb, from that's that right. place. So you experience Jesus as you're the one who frees me, you're the one who makes me I'm safe again. Again. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm rushing ahead. You are rushing ahead. Um, well, we only have eight minutes left. Okay, that's yeah. all right. No, because I'm going to boom. Yeah. Uh, last event was a Medjugorje Peace Conference in November. My mom, you know, yeah. encouraged a, me to come out, drive up. It was a Marian-themed conference. conference. And yeah. Friday night, Mass, I was just whomped. I know I'm mm. on a time limit here. So, yeah. I, you know, and there's it's really hard to articulate. I just knew that God saw me in my filth and my shame and and really saw me like i was looking at this booklet of you know the kind of illustrated but it's the shroud of turin but they kind of fill in the eye, eyes you know mm -hmm. and i was just staring at that and i, I knew he was real <sighs> and i knew he loved me and that love was what gave me the courage to go to confession after six years receive the eucharist after six years hallelujah and i've never turned back hallelujah love you and many times throughout life it's been you know, if, if there are dry periods, I, yeah. I, I, if I would ever even remotely contemplate uh, maybe turning away, the words, there's nowhere else to go. That's it. There's nowhere else to go. E even in my yeah. darkest moments Amen. when God, you know, yes, when I don't hey, show up. Or... Bring, bring that question back up on the screen, by the way. I want to answer that question that came in. Okay. And, uh, we're, we're and then gonna... I want to talk about the abuse wrap-up, if you want me to. No, you know what? I, I want to, I love that just, we focused on on the Lord bringing you conversion okay. through that pain. I want to have you back when we can have a half hour just to talk about the abuse. Okay. And our relationship dynamic okay, with yeah, that. Okay, yeah, that's there's totally, so much there. Yeah, we, can, yeah. we should spend a half hour just on that. But, you know, um, I, I this just came to mind before I answered that great question that came in. Um... I told you that the other day, Rosemary, after she heard your testimony, said, I want to get this gift for mom. And I want yeah. to tell you what this is. Because yeah. I just, I have, I have to show it. You're not going to tell me, are you? Yeah, I want to tell you right now. No, no don't I have do to. That. I have, it's, too, it's too beautiful. But it, it's, have you heard that of the Japanese art of the broken pots? That, um, no. Because there's a Japanese art form. You pouring No, there's a, there's a bro broken uh, pottery. They have an art form where they take the broken pottery and make it more beautiful than it had been before by using gold to put the broken pieces. Why do you do that? Why did you do that? That was so totally uncool. <laughs> uh, I had to drop that right there. I know. I just had to drive the show home. Oh, man. Oh, this is what I... And I had to show that right now. Rosie, we love you so much. I know. That's what I thought of. There's... Um, My girl. There's a greater beauty. There's a greater beauty in mm -hmm. your soul form in Jesus. 
It, it's the amazing. I, I think of the Easter Vigil. We sing, "Oh, happy fault!" You know, mm -hmm. that Adam and Eve's fall. Like this is a happy fault. This is what God wraps into His story, and um, there's a greater beauty in you because of the things you yeah. went through as you come to the Lord. I, you know, there's no, there's no. We are unable to parse out what I would have been without the abuse. Yeah, yeah. So there's really no sense in even doing that. Yeah. But I know that in my heart breaking mm. and then being healed, it, it's grown. Mm. And the way I pour my love into you and the kids, that's entirely because of what happened in a sense, you Amen. know? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's take a rapid fire, a couple of questions, maybe two or three before the end of the show. And we're going to have you back just to seriously just di deep dive into that. Okay. Not to rip open the, the, the scabs <laughs> I know, again great. and again. You're like, I thought we were going to be done. <laughs> okay, so this one came in. So many young kids who have been abused do extreme things to feel something. That's right. Uh, do you sympathize with that? What would you, what would you say to, to that, to the parent who finds their kid dealing with? Oh, to the parent who finds their kid um, a lot. I mean, I, I would say first, for me, that would be a red flag that they're, they've, they're feeling wounded and they're mm. trying to feel, you know, cutting or, yeah. or using um, drugs or alcohol or, or being promiscuous or whatever. I mean, yeah. what's going on? And I would show that child, I will drop everything for you. Amen. I will, you know, not time to shuffle that child away to a boarding school or whatever. Right. To me, if my kid's partying too hard, I need to lean in. People, yeah, parents think, oh, just childhood. No, dude, they're, they're, if they're looking to drugs for something hardcore, yeah, uh, and drugs, I'm not saying there was a they're trauma. drowning something, but it very well could be, it especially could when you look at the trauma? statistics and the percentage Absolutely. of people who just stuff this stuff. But therapy, therapy, yeah. therapy. Speaking of which, uh, here's another question that came in: Where is a good place to start finding healing? Therapy. Yeah. Remember, uh, therapy and yeah. and quality time with the with loved mm. ones. Relax with them. Well, and, and just, I mean, okay, I'm assuming that was for an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because where, where is that a person finding that? So that person's looking, so they're an adult mm -hmm, and, you mm -hmm. know, caring for themselves. Um, if you're Catholic, dive into prayer, dive into adoration. The Lord, let him love you in adoration mm -hmm. and get your butt to therapy. Amen. We forget that adoration is his, uh, he adores us. Which is a kind of a crazy thought. He yeah, loves. I, that's, I, that's, <laughs> I believe it, but I. <laughs> oh yeah, you know the Carmelite Retreat House where you that first had that converting experience. Mm -hmm. um, man, when I when I went there recently, I gave a retreat there, and the sisters are just like, "Oh, Jesus is so excited to see you." They talk about him like like they know him. <laughs> that they they are my. And they do know him. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not cheesy. Like if I said that, it might be like, "Dude, come on, relax." <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, but with them, it just comes it off like, no, be. they're... We should be holy fools, you know? I, Amen, amen. Yeah. And, and you know that over the door to the uh, retreat center, to the chapel, is my mm -hmm. heart and eyes will always remain in this place. Mm -hmm. And I and I told them, I love that, because I always think of this place. And I said, no, 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 that's what the Lord says to you. What? <laughs> You're not allowed to turn away from the camera. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Sit in the tears. Uh, the that's what the Lord says to us. Like I, that, <sighs> So it's, it's written over their, their chapel wall. What? handle that. I know. Gosh, okay. How do you talk to someone when you know they need help? <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't just like go in and say, Dude, I know this happened to help. you, you you know, like intervention style. Yeah. I was, oh, I, I, it's, it's, 
that's in me. I always want to do that and I have to hold myself back. Mm -hmm. um, so I tiptoe there. I do mm -hmm. always go a little bit and just, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm always inspired in the moment and by the person who's sitting in front of me, what questions to ask. Yeah. But yeah, and then always direct them to the Lord, to therapy. Or in your case, 10 years into our marriage, I, I gave you a, a book. You're like, why you did you give me this book? You said to wait to talk about this, so. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, we're not gonna really go there. That's the next time. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll wrap right now. Guys, God makes all things work together for the good of those who love and serve him. Don't be afraid of your wounds. I mean, the, the reason that that's so often, like we didn't come out till 10 years into our marriage. Uh, your own family could, couldn't, it's not, not even that they realized that something wrong, oh, illegal has happened. Yeah. It, it was an inability to accept that something bad happened and mm -hmm. brains shut off. There's a traumatic ripple effect. Um, and not to excuse that behavior, but it, it, there, there's, there's like a shutdown on, on so many people's experiences of abuse that prevents them from moving forward and saying, this is a problem. We're going to deal with it. Oh, it's because it's so painful. Uh, yeah, it's it's too painful to accept the reality. Um, but the Lord is in that, and and think of that broken pottery, uh, raised up with gold. And, and anyone in Christ is a new creation. And in Natalie's beautiful story, not only was she restored to that childhood she barely remembers, but brought even higher. And this is what happens in the life of grace. All things work together for the good of those who love and serve them. Love you guys. Thanks for watching. Love you, Natty. Thanks for Thank coming and, and sharing the story. You're welcome. Man, wasn't that great? Listen, if you don't want to be happy, be sure not to subscribe. But if you want a more joyful life, the kind of life that God created you for, the kind of life Jesus promised when he said, I came to give you life to the full, then make sure you hit subscribe and share this channel with everybody you know.